Hello, friends. I'm Doug Terrell. This is History and Comment for Monday, May the 9th, the 130th day of 2022. I don't often mention personal things, but little sister is having a big round birthday today. Listeners will want to check out our latest social connection at patreon.com slash Doug Terrell. The English puppet, now known as Punch and his wife Judy, make their first recorded appearance in 1662. The pair have the look of the classic medieval jester. John Brown was a Yankee firebrand in the anti-slavery movement in the first half of the 19th century. He was involved in several violent acts across the country, including the raid on the federal arsenal at Harper's Ferry, which earned him a long walk up the gallows and down a short rope in 1859. French ophthalmologist Ferdinand Monnier invents the Monnier eye chart in 1836. The one you are more likely familiar with is the later Snellen chart, developed in 1862. You might recall that General Motors had the Opel compact cars in the early 1970s. The company was founded by Adam Opel, born on this day in 1837. Adam was a German who began building sewing machines, then bicycles, and lastly, automobiles. Gustav Dillaval, born in 1845, a serious engineer, he developed a steam turbine nozzle that produced a hypersonic stream. This will be applied to rocket nozzles in the 1950s and early 60s. De Laval also invented the centrifugal cream separator. Novelist and playwright J.M. Barry is born in 1860. A prolific writer, he is remembered for the creation of Peter Pan. Before he died, he gave the rights to the franchise to the Great Ormond Street Hospital for Children in London, which continues to benefit from it. The surrender at Appomattox Courthouse is considered the end of the American Civil War. The various commands spread around the country will surrender at later dates. On this day, nearly three weeks after General Lee surrendered, General Nathan Bedford Forrest surrenders his cavalry command in West Tennessee. On the same day, President Johnson closes the period where Confederate ships and citizens abroad may surrender without reprisal. Henry Kaiser is born in 1882. His construction company is one of several involved in the building of Hoover Dam. Then he built ships during World War II, later forming Kaiser Aluminum and Kaiser Steel. Harry Simone is born in 1911. He is contracted by 20th Century Fox Records to produce a Christmas album in 1958. He locates an obscure piece called The Carol of the Drum, rearranges it to become the now classic the Little Drummer Boy. Clarence Snow was born in Nova Scotia in 1914. Coming from a hard scrabble family, he taught himself to play guitar like his idol Jimmy Rogers. He managed to get an audition at the Canadian office of RCA Victor, who offered the young man a recording contract. He will stay with RCA for six decades. Besides a string of hits of his own, including the most difficult, I've Been Everywhere, I can only imagine a few lines of that song. He is credited with bringing Elvis Presley to the Grand Ole Opry. Initially, he and Tom Parker managed the young star, but a short time later, Parker was the sole party. Hank Snow is quoted as calling Parker, who would refuse to call Colonel, the most egotistical, obnoxious human being I've ever had dealings with. Journalist Mike Wallace was born in 1918. Sonny Curtis is 85 today. A teenaged friend with Buddy Holly and sometimes member of the Crickets, he has also recorded a few albums, but is best remembered for his songwriting credits. I Fought the Law has been a hit and covered dozens of times. 
He was a co-writer for the Mary Tyler Moore Show theme song and the song I'm No Stranger to the Rain, which was a hit for Keith Whitley. Another connection to the Mary Tyler Moore Show, writer and producer James Brooks is 82 today. He also had a part in the productions Room 222, Taxi, The Simpsons, Broadcast News, and Terms of Endearment. The Royal Navy captures a German U-boat in 1941, and they strike gold, so to speak. The Germans had a mechanical Enigma machine that encoded and decoded messages. The machine's settings changed each day, and to complicate matters, each keystroke changes the settings. Former Attorney General John Ashcroft is 80. Guitarist Richie Fure is 78. He was a founding member of Buffalo, Springfield, and Poco. Actress Candace Bergen is 76, the daughter of ventriloquist Edgar Bergen. In a 2015 book, she relates the difficulties with her older brother, in quotes, Charlie McCarthy. The Piano Man, Billy Joel, is 73. He has had a stellar career where he has produced 33 top 40 hits, which he also wrote. But like most creatives, there have been bouts with depression. The FDA approves the world's first oral birth control pill in 1960. Often today, discoveries of this nature are researched deep in the labs of major pharmaceutical companies. This one had been an eight-year project between Margaret Sanger, Catherine McCormick, and a biologist, Dr. Gregory Pincus. Margaret Sanger was part of the eugenics movement. McCormick was the sympathetic deep pockets. She was also part of the Chicago McCormick family, which made their fortune in the mechanical reaper. All were in the planned parenthood mix. The House Judiciary Committee opens formal impeachment hearings against President Richard Nixon in 1974. This has happened once before and three times since. The distinction here might be the president's own party had turned on him and he would have been removed from office. Do not read this as a clear case the president had committed some horrid crime. This was a basic break-in of the opposing party's office and the White House covered it up pale in comparison to more recent events that have been covered up by more than just the White House. Canadian singer Pierre Bouvier and American actress Rosario Dawson are 43. A Liberian freighter strikes the Sunshine Skyway Bridge over Tampa Bay in 1980. A 1,400-foot section of the span collapses, resulting in 35 fatalities. Weather was a contributing factor. The bridge was not repaired but replaced with a new one that opened in 1987. The U.S. unemployment rate hits 14% in the early months of the COVID pandemic, the highest since the early 1930s. In case you are living in a complete bubble, the Kentucky Derby was won by the long shot. Rich Strike was an alternate and made the field minutes before the cutoff Friday morning. At 80-1, to 1, no one saw this coming. The fourth-place finisher, Simplification, was also long on the odds. In retrospect, it's interesting to watch the overhead shots of the race as the announcer is caught up in the leaders and Rich Strike comes from back of the pack and just runs away from everyone. It's not clear until the last few strides the announcer even notices. But I'm still in awe how any play-by-play announcer can process that much information. That's history and comment for the ninth day of May. I'm Doug Terrell. Now go and do something worth remembering, even if it is a long shot. The preceding program is available weekdays on Google Podcast.